0: All right, we got questions, Jerry. We need answers. Important
1: to. questions, yeah. and we got just the man from CNN. You've seen him for years, uh, Doctor Sanjay Gupta's with us this morning. Good morning, Doc. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. You bet. I'm reading here. You, you were the first one to actually use the the word pandemic in this whole COVID thing, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it, it's, uh, it, it looked like a pandemic. I did all my homework and looked at all the numbers and spent the weekend just crunching data. And uh, I was surprised that the CDC and the world health organization wasn't calling it that. I mean, I, I realized that it's uh-huh. things that makes people scared. So I think they were trying to be very careful, but, you know, I think uh, sometimes you gotta, you got to call things as you see it, and uh, that's why I did that.
1: Well, and we do have some questions, and I'll throw it to my partner here in just one second, but the book is called World War C, and now that we've been under this pandemic, this COVID's been around as long as it has, where do we stand right now, early October? Because it seems like the Delta variant, has it flattened a little bit here? Where are we at as of, you know, this conversation?
2: I think it's the country where my patient, I would say that um, the patient is still uh, in the intensive care unit, but a lot of positive indicators. I okay. would be having a conversation with the family saying, look, I'm optimistic at how things are looking right now. We're still going to keep a close eye on things, but, uh, you know, it's been a rough ride, but things are looking better now.
0: Yeah, and chill out on the fatty foods patient.
2: Hey, look, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I can have a whole conversation about that, you know. <laughs> but, but, it, it isn't, I, I know it's not your question. But let me just say something, though. You know, I, I think this, this pandemic affected wealthier countries much more so than poorer countries. And the diseases of affluence that we talk about, like such as obesity and diabetes mm-hmm. and things like that, they're always a problem. And, and I think people don't talk about it because it's too often conflated with shaming people. And I'm not shaming people. But there's a reason why this disease affected places like the United States much more so than other countries. And it's, it's, it's a wake up call. I mean, we, again, we've known it's a problem. We think about it with heart disease and other things. But the fact that people who, who had obesity, 42% of the country is obese. Yeah. That, that so dramatically, so incredibly dramatically raised your risk of get, developing severe illness. That is something we got to pay attention to. We really do. Yeah. And and I I, I want to have – we should be having honest conversations about that.
0: And the book is World War C, and we want to promote that. So, no, it, it, and I'm not an expert. We talk to a lot of infectious disease specialists, so we've got a lot of information during the year. It almost seems like the Delta variant is affecting the young, younger people, and younger people are in the ICU right now. Is the next variant, the Omega variant, even going to be worse? Because the fear is, all right, we kind of get through COVID, and then the Delta variant comes, and now we're dealing with that. And are we going to deal with another round when the Omega comes?
2: You know, we might, but I'm not. I don't think that that's likely to happen right now. I've been tracking, you know, Tramp Lambda and Omega. You know, we're making our way. I'm Lambda. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm going yeah. down. Omega
0: there. would be the final. Yeah, I'm skipping a little
2: there. Sorry. Well, yeah, you know, there may be new variants, but the the reality is that typically when you have new variants, they don't become more problematic. They may they they don't usually cause more illness in people. Uh it's a bit unusual what happened with Delta. So it can, you know, I, I'm humble. You know, I think we have to be humble because this virus continuously surprises us. But I think if you look at how everything looks here in the United States, but also other countries around the world, the reason I'm more optimistic is I think that um uh you know, you see the the surge that has happened here start to flatten and even come down, including hospitalizations. Um, I think that that's, that's a, it's a good sign. And if you look even at previous pandemics, 1918 and then the 2009 pandemic of H1N1, the surge was around this time, the last surge, and then it sort of, it sort of flattened out after that. Hey, what
0: are you hearing on these? Uh, there's reports, and I would take it from you over reading stuff on the Internet, that the Pfizer vaccine loses a lot of its power after six months. True or false?
2: It does seem to not protect as well against uh, milder illness. That, that appears to be the case. So more people uh, developing breakthrough infections, uh, you know, when they're getting six, seven months out. Um, the protection against people getting severely ill, though, uh, is is stays pretty good. It's over 90% uh, throughout. You know, one's immunization after after they get the vaccine. So, you know, I think that the way I the way I piece it together is that a breakthrough infection. I in mean, I'm 51. Uh, I don't want one. Don't get me wrong, but it's not nearly as big a deal to me as it is to my parents who are in their late 70s and deal with you know chronic disease of some sorts. And I don't want them to get that because that that sort of illness for them would be really significant. So I think they, they should probably get a booster shot, which they've done now. Um, but uh, I think that's why you're hearing so much about boosters. And hopefully, you know, once you get the booster uh, for them, that they're gonna have long lasting protection. I don't think this is gonna be something like flu where you're getting a yearly shot. Flu virus mutates a lot, mutates constantly. Um, the coronavirus, uh, is, it, it does mutate, as we know, we have these variants, but not nearly as much. And you find that even with the vaccines, they're using the same vaccines they've used since the start. They're not making it specific to Delta variant. Or okay. Like that, and they still work well.
1: And you're in Atlanta. Is it more prevalent? It would only make sense, forgive if this seems simple, but the more people, the highly populated areas, I've noticed on Zillow and other real estate websites, that there's a migration to these rural least populated areas and with people able to work from home, is that, uh, am I indeed safer by moving somewhere where there's fewer people?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think if you're, you know, if you think about this like a storm, like a viral storm, you know, like I Mm -hmm. always think of metaphors to explain this. like, if it's like raining virus. If you're around a lot more people and yeah. putting more virus into the air, you're going to be surrounded by more virus. Um, I think that is true. Uh, so when you have more distancing and, and less virus in the air, then I think that makes a big difference. But I think it's also really possible with what we know now to, to not have to uproot your life and, and still be very well
1: protected. Yeah, because I mean, some vaccines. people are really, really afraid right now.
2: You know, we see this, um, you know, and I write about this a bit in the book as well. Even after previous cataclysmic events, even like the 1918 pandemic, people fled the cities for a while. They did because they were worried. And then they came back. And you know what followed the 1918-1919 flu pandemic? What followed was the Roaring Mm 20s, where there was this, this earnest return to normalcy. So I don't know for certain what happens here, and I think, you know, technology has changed a lot of things. You know, people not having to, to be in person for all True. these meetings. I think we may see less big conferences or big gatherings in the middle of, of respiratory season, like, you know, the winter. We may see less of that going forward. You may see people wearing masks during respiratory pathogen season uh, going forward in the future. They do that in a lot of countries around the world. But I do think, just based on history here, that there, even if people have left cities, I think that they, they do come back. It happened after 1918. It happened after 9-11. Um, people left for a while, but they come back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see him on CNN. Dr. Sanjay Gupta is with us, and he's got the new book, World War C. So help me with this one. I had two teenagers that they couldn't wait to get vaccinated because the schools told them, if you get vaccinated, we're getting rid of the mass. And we see here in central Ohio, the masks are back for school students. Now I got a nine-year-old who wants to get the shot when it's available but he wants to get it to get rid of the mass, And I told him, well, they're not getting rid of the mass. So using scientific terms here, nine years old, should kids five to 12 get get the shot? We know they can get it. We know they can spread it. But are they in serious harm if they do get it?
2: it, it well, as, as if they get the disease, you're saying if they get yeah. the disease, uh, the, the likelihood of them getting very sick is much, much lower than than adults. There's no question. So, Should they get the shot then? Yeah, so I think this really raises the question of why are they doing it then? Why would they get it? I think part of it is that if you're serious as a country or as a world of of bringing the pandemic under control, and that means having a, you know, bringing transmission in 99% of the country right now in the United States is high. There's just a lot of virus spreading around. Ultimately, when that transmission comes down, And you can even put a number on it, like, you know, we're over 100,000 cases per day. If we get down below 10,000 cases per day, you can basically say, hey, look, you can put the umbrellas away. It's not raining anymore. You don't have to be as careful. And that's the the metaphor is the umbrella is the mask. At that point, you can say that uh, you you don't need to wear masks in in public places anymore. So there are, pla- there are a few places in the country where viral transmission is really low, and they're not recommended to wear masks. They don't, they're not, they don't have to wear masks when they go into public places. Most of the country is not in that position, but they will get there. And how do we get there? If more people actually are vaccinated and the virus runs out of places to go, it eventually starts to wither down. probably never goes away completely, and even the flu virus that circulates today is a descendant of the 1918 flu virus. But it gets to the point where it's really not consequential anymore. I think that's the real key.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, the book, World War C, we look forward to it. Thanks for your time. Thank we really you, Doc. It. Anytime. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye-bye.